intelligent Jeremy Smith and brilliant Phil Schneider and you're listening to the 49th Church Mag Podcast. Jeremy is saying after spending hours talking to people and working through their internal problems, I want to come home and spend hours working, working through a Windows machine's internal problems. No, no, no. Some of the preview videos and some of the stuff that I've heard about Windows 10, I have slightly considered that as well. I want it to be something that I can build for cheap and that can be reliable, that I can fix if need be. This week's podcast is brought to you by the ebook By the Numbers. Have you ever wondered about best practices for your church on social media? What to post, when to post, where to post? Learn more about By the Numbers written by Jeremy Smith at churchmagpress.com. This week's podcast is full of shock and awe as we talk about Microsoft's 40th year and two Mac users who are considering Windows 10. But first, a Church Mag Pro tip about telling your church's story through media. Here's Jeremy Smith. For me, one of the biggest things about a church is how are you telling your story? And it's not really just your story. It's the story of the gospel. It's the story of how God is influencing this world. But you get to be a huge part of this, both individually as well as corporately with your entire church. And there's this whole story of background of what's going on in your life. How are you being able to just serve the widows and the orphans? How are you being able to evangelize to every single person in your community? How are you going deeper into the gospel? What is worship like for you guys? And this all is involved into your entire story. And my question with this is not necessarily just in and of itself the story, but how are you communicating this online? How do you communicate about your story in 140 characters? Is it even possible to do something like that? And even beyond that, you have YouTube videos, you have Instagram photos, you have just a simple ability to engage with people on Facebook, and they leave these long, heartfelt comments about how much your ministry has impacted them. And so you have this ability to tell this story and to tell it well through a variety of different mediums, a variety of different platforms. People have these blog posts, these podcasts where they just get to the heart of what is going on in their church. And I encourage you guys, tell your story, tell your story well. Yes, you can have the facts. Yes, you can have events going on, but get to the emotions of what is going on with your church. How is it that you're impacting people? What lives have been touched? Where is God seen in your everyday service? I highly encourage you guys to just take a minute, figure out what your story is, and then figure out how best to tell your story through all the different platforms online. Because you are not only reaching the people in your community, you are inspiring churches across the world, and you're reaching people that you may never, ever get to meet. And so I highly encourage just tell your story, tell it well, and serve the kingdom of God. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with the very funny Phil Schneider. Say hello, Phil. Hello, Phil. <laughs> very well. And for all you vaudeville fans out there. Well played, sir. Well played. And the pushback king, our very own Jeremy Smith. Hello, hello. Hey, and the lag isn't too bad because we just did that little intro back and forth and it wasn't five seconds. So apparently the... Um, uh, the the upload and download speed on my end is is uh, being very very nice at this moment, which is which is good and is very helpful when we podcast. So one extra ISP is pedaling a little faster on their bicycle right now. Clearly, clearly, um, I'm I've I can't tell you how many times I've Googled how how to work around internet throttling. Um, 
still to no avail. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about internet throttling. We're actually talking about the 40th anniversary or the 40... Would it be, I don't know if it'd be an anniversary or a birthday, but nonetheless, Microsoft is 40. I mean, just, just sit on that for a little bit. Microsoft is 40. That's like old, guys. What's ha- I mean, that's, that's crazy, right? Um, well, okay, if you think about it, it's absolutely insane to think the fact that, that this software company has... I mean, how many software companies have survived that long? Really? Right. Are we going to say Google has turned 40? I mean, AOL, AOL will exist after 40 years, but it will never be. And it, even to this day, AOL is not what it started out as. Whereas oh, with Microsoft, totally. it started and is still what it is today, essentially, an operating system, uh, office, etc. Yeah. I mean, it's to me absolutely insane that uh, this company started out doing what is essentially still doing today. That's unheard of in tech. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, Apple. I mean, Apple's not. It hasn't quite hit the 40, not near the forty-year uh, milestone yet. But they have. But they've gone from computer, a computer company, to now an electronics company. You know, quote unquote. That's how they changed their name from Apple Computers to Apple Inc. Window Microsoft is still doing what Microsoft does. Yeah, and you know, we can we can people can make fun of them for not being innovative and all these things, but good grief, they've been doing it for forty years, which is very impressive. Now, before we started um, the podcast, we were talking a little bit about the forty-year thing, and Jeremy said something that surprised me only a little bit. <laughs> And that is, he's thinking that, and I, I'll explain why only a little bit. Um, he said that he, he's thinking that maybe his next PC, um, which really just stands for personal computer, it can be a Windows-based machine, a uh, uh, Ubuntu-based machine, it can be an Apple-based machine. His next PC may very well be a Windows machine. And the reason why I'm only a little bit surprised is because some of the preview videos and some of the stuff that I've heard about Windows 10, I have slightly considered, well... Slightly. I have considered uh, that as well. You know, once Windows 10 comes out and I try it on this uh, older PC machine we have at the house, I may very well be, my next machine may be Windows, which I know with some people may make them shudder. Jeremy, what, what has led you down that possible path, which some would say is the dark side, but you know. <laughs> well, I would question why it's the dark side, but I think for me, one of the things is, and it's not even, it, it has nothing to do with the operating system. Um, unfortunately, all other operating systems on a machine that you want to custom build um, are not great. Yes, Linux fans, you can cry and end the podcast now, but it's, it's pretty much true. And um, for me, the big thing has nothing to do with the operating system. It has everything to do with the fact that you can customize it and you can actually make it worth what you want. And for me, it's not an if, and, or, but it's going to happen. That will be my next PC. Um, and I don't want to do it because I want to be some cool guy that has some sweet computer setup that has... Right, because you're already a cool guy, so it works out. Well, either way. I, I don't want it to be something that has like some great cooling system or whatever, but I, I want it to be something that I can build for cheap, um, that can be reliable, that I can fix if need be, um, and that I feel comfortable setting it up and using. And I want it to be something that's powerful. And from my experience, that has never been... Apple and, and if you have if you have the technical know-how to make tweaks to be able to troubleshoot things this the idea of having all these different hardware arrays and having one operating system work on so many different different uh, combinations and setups you know if you have some of the technical know-how that isn't such a big deal 
because you can figure that stuff out. And if I wanted a computer that just worked, if I wanted a computer that was great for Facebook or for even Photoshop or something like that, I would just get another Mac, but that's not how I'm really using You're talking it. desktop here, right? Obviously, because you're talking about configuring it. Yeah. What do you think about that, yeah. Phil? You know, I guys, I, I swore... I would never buy a Mac. I fought against it for years. Um, I was, I did tech support in college. I worked on PCs every day, all day, and I hated it. It was such garbage because for me, the biggest problem was you had an operating system designed as generically as possible, and mm-hmm. you had hard, hardware configured by the lowest, com, you know, the lowest price tag. And it just drove me nuts because I constantly had hardware and software issues. Nothing ran right. It was just very frustrating. And granted, I was working at a public institution, so we were buying the cheapest PCs we could possibly get. In fact, we weren't buying them. We were renting. That's how crappy it was. But... I just it just drove me insane, and my friends like you know you should try Mac, and so I I bought an old clamshell uh, MacBook for a hundred bucks, and I loved it, and it was just so simple and easy, and I don't mean I don't need simple because I'm an idiot. I need simple because I wanted I want to sit down on the computer and make it make it work. Mm-hmm. I don't want my project you know project time to be doubled because I have to first make my PC do what I need to do so that I can then go ahead and do that thing. I'm not saying the apples are perfect. There's certainly not. There's lots of flaws and problems with them that, that frustrate me daily. But I'm just, I just I do tech support for my friends and family who have PCs. It's the same constant problem. It's, this, mm-hmm. it's, it's software that's designed for everything and yet nothing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I would say that for people that are computer illiterate, I would never recommend a PC um, because I'm not going to do your tech support. That's just I am I love you to death, but I'm not going to let tech support ruin our friendship. <laughs> right now, when I when I had a PC, um, th- that that wasn't such an issue because you know, like Jeremy's saying, if you have the technical know how, it's not really that that big of a deal. Whereas when I see other people and their computers, when they bring it to me and they say, "Hey, this isn't working right," you know, I go to turn it on and I'm just like, "Whoa, what? Are, do you hate your computer? Because it looks like you hate it because you're abusing it." But they they come abused out of the box with all their bloatware and crap. You know, like I just I don't I don't want to I don't want to buy a computer that I have to fix immediately. You know, that's a PC. To me, when I get a brand new PC out of the box, like, okay, I'm going to spend two hours <laughs> fixing this thing before I can use it. There's some truth to that. There is some truth to that. Um, and again, that kind of gets into the to other stuff. You know, if you're ba- if you're buying an Acer, then it has the Acer junk on it. If you get a Dell, it might have some extra Dell junk on it. HP, some extra HP stuff. Now, when I, Lenovo came out and said they're, they're going to stop doing so much of that because they had they put, they put some stuff on their computer. It turned out to be. Um, it was a it was a, it was a malware. It was a, some sort of phishing client, but a ton of the users got effect, infected, and it was a big problem. So they've said we're going to stop doing that. And for me, it has. I mean, I get it. There's a lot of bloatware on there. There's a, there's some bloatware on Apple stuff too. That's just annoying. Um, that takes just a few minutes to get rid of, especially if you know what you're doing, um, and it won't affect you until you have to reinstall everything again, and then take another 15, 20 minutes to do it then. But I'm already dedicating several hours to be able to set up this system um, to get it to how I want it to be. So I'm not really worried about all that stuff. And I also will say that I'm not the person that overclocks their computer. I've done it before. Um, I've had computers that I was okay destroying if I wanted to. I'm not in it for that either. 
Um, I just simply want something that's powerful, that's reliable, that I can customize. And for me, the idea of being able to add more RAM to my computer is something I would like to do. And that's not something that Macs are made. You can do it if you really need to, but it's not something that it's designed for. And that's something I want. No, I agree. That's that is frustrating to me how the the lower end Macs are coming with uh, soldered uh, soldered RAM. That is incredibly frustrating to me. I I think it's a serious drawback to to their computers um, mm-hmm. for, the, for the power user. But a power user shouldn't be buying a MacBook Air at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, a couple a couple of things. Well, I find it curious too, Phil. Your your story of arriving upon Mac was somewhat similar to mine in the fact that I was pretty pretty dead set against it just for the um just to make a point almost because you know it was like you know it can't be that much better and and so i'm not i'm not a fanboy in that sense and so that's why i am honestly um uh taking that as a possibility of switching to pc and that's one thing that i like about having an older pc is that um it will be available for the free windows 10 upgrade so i can really try and test the thing out to see if that is something that i really seriously want to do or if it's something that i'm just going to terribly hate you know it's not going to have uh you know some of the ease and use that i've really gotten um accustomed to and will be a a stumbling block for what i'm trying to do but if i'm really really there's a couple other reasons um why i have considered doing this um one I almost hate to say, and that is the fact that um, it's so much better of a gaming platform. And that seems kind of silly, but I mean, if you're purchasing a computer for work, you might as well be able to get some entertainment out of the thing as well. Um, so, I mean, that 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 can be a consideration, and it may be more important to some than others. But that is not my primary. Um, the primary would mostly have to do with with cost, and you know. I believe that that the the Mac line is, you know, the Apple line is certainly, the quality is top-notch. It is top-notch. I'm really impressed with the longevity of laptops, desktops, et cetera, that are are created and built by Apple. However, um, you, you do pay a little bit more because it is an Apple. And I have used Dell XPS line, their high-end line before, and I've had just as much longevity with 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 um, with their stuff as well. And so you, you get what you pay for. And so uh, um, you know, if you buy a cheap PC laptop, don't compare that to a MacBook Air. You know that that's just not that's just not comparing apples and apples. Well, and I will say that while this is true, you're the first person I've heard say this. Um, this has not been my own experience of. I've had computers, my, basically I've had four different MacBook laptops and all of them have ended with the wires being frayed with the hard drive going bad because the processor corrupted the files and overheating, constant overheating. And I've replaced about 10 different hard drives because of my MacBook. So that's one experience i get that and i was surprised and shocked whenever i heard that from you and i held on to my laptops a little bit longer actually because of you eric um but that hasn't been my own experience and and i'm not blaming or complaining or anything like that um because i'm still using it right now and i'm okay with that but that's not been my own experience and so the quality for phones even has been very minimal i've had to replace several iPhones in this process. And so I get that they integrate it really well. I get that they have master control over everything, but it's not necessarily hardware-wise been my experience. Right, right. And I think it's important to understand that that you do get what you pay for, and you can't just compare your your low-end Acer with, um, with a Mac. 
you know, desktop, laptop, whatever. And, and that's another thing is that, that the other thing that I, I forgot to mention was a little bit on the maintenance end, because, you know, if, if a graphic card goes, you can replace it, at least with the desktop. Let's just talk desktops briefly, because that's 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 the uh, um, that's what you're talking about, Jeremy. And that's what I'm thinking about since I use an iMac. Um, that's one thing with with my older Dell XPS after it's been running for a while. um I can clean it out, and it's got so much dust in it. I mean, and it does a good job of staying cool because it has, you know, these big fans and whatnot in it. Whereas with my iMac, after after four years, I'm just I'm I'm curious and wondering like how jammed full of dust is it, and I, I can't get in there to just do some basic cleaning. Some ba- I can blow some some air in there, but that that's it. Um, and I've and I have said I have an app that I can um, control my my fan speed. So if I'm playing a game that's graphic intensive or I'm doing some video rendering, um, instead of waiting for the Mac to say, "Ooh, I'm too hot, turn on," I can I can up my fan speed right away and prevent you know it getting very hot in the first place and um i can do some stuff like that to kind of get some of the dust out of there by turning the fans on high and stuff like that but even some basic maintenance of what i i like to do in keeping my computer in in uh, in good order and working conditions i just can't do with my imac whereas with a with a pc i could you know, that's, a, that's a fair point i'll give you that but when we put like going back to the idea of the longevity uh i've got next to me on my desk here a macbook i bought in 2008 and mm-hmm. it still consistently performs. Now, mm-hmm. I can't, I, I don't do video editing on it anymore because I don't need to. And I'm sure that would take me a long time to render a video on there because it's, it's eight years old. I bought my wife a Windows PC the year before, okay, the year before. And my computer was only a year and a half old when her computer was essentially dead to the world. Yeah. No, I've had a similar experience. Yeah. My, my wife would go through, after a year, two years max, um, I would have to get her a new laptop, but um, she had a really old. She used a really old um, Mac that was already eight years into its life for, uh, I believe, two years, and then I just. I, I because it was getting so old and so slow because it was at that point almost ten years old. Um, I got her a new machine, and and if it continues on, I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna last a lot longer as well. Uh, certainly not that year or two years like like previous machines. And so you know a lot of it does have to do you know on your own personal use and how you treat them and what you're doing with them. And a lot of it does have to do with with personal experience. I mean, Jeremy, I'm, I'm shocked and surprised that he's had to replace you know that much. I I, I feel so grateful and fortunate. Because the closest Apple Center for me is about uh, three hours away, and so I don't. I would have. I would have mild panic, you know, if I had to have to go have to go do the Apple Care thing and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, and so, it doesn't, even if it's right beside you, you still have to wait, and then they make you pay three, four hundred dollars to fix it. So um, for me, wow, you, I've never had to pay for any repairs at the Apple Store. Mm, it, if you wait just a year and everything goes bad every single time it has happened for me except once, then you will have to do that. Clearly, being six foot four has its advantages. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I buy Apple Care, anything I buy, I go in there. I've now the iPhone comment that they're, you know, I've had problems with my iPhones before. I go in there and I walk out with a new phone. No cost, no problem. See, I haven't. I, I had an Android. Um, we had an Android, and like the first week, we were having problems with the USB jack, and I'm having to take the thing apart. Whereas um, with the, our iPods and iPhones, nothing. I mean, they just they just keep on ticking, and everything's cool. Um, but then again, I in in the defense of Android, 
that Android device was one-third the price of an iPhone. So, again, we see you get what you pay for. Right, right. I, I think, to me, like my wife's laptop, I think I probably spent, I'm going to say about four, between 500 and $700 on it. So, half the price of her iMac. And it only, it only lasted her effectively for, for two and a half years, okay? We held on to it for a little while because we couldn't afford to buy her a new one. But it, it, it was not functional after that, that, that two-year mark. It was more of a hassle than it was a convenience. And I, if I just bought her an iMac, she would have been fine from the beginning. Sure. Well, and I will say that I'm okay with upgrading. And for me, if something goes bad on their laptop for a PC, um, that it's a quick fix. It's a quick transition. And for me, that's not a big deal. So um, I know what I'm getting into as far as that's concerned. So I, I'm all for that. And this is why I don't have a, a, a hardcore bias for... Do I say? Do you say bias or biased? Um, bias is the noun. Biased is the is the predicate adjective. Is saying I am biased. The bias heard is, is okay. Thanks. All I heard is if you write it wrong on the internet, I'm going to complain to you. That's what I just heard him say. Yeah, right. No, right. Um, <laughs> every time I write it, I have to Google it because I always forget. Um, but, you know, and, and this is why I am not biased and say you know only this or only that because it really varies from user to user and what you want to do. And when I am really honest and look at the apps that I open every single day, I am not that married so to speak, to Apple because I do so much in Chrome. So many of my apps are either web-based or uh, multiple platform, like all of my um, Adobe stuff. Um, you know, it, it, it goes it goes both ways. And so, you know, I'm not really that attached to one operating system or another. Um, for me, the big thing is that ultimately I wanted to not have to pay all those extra features. And I'm still sitting on Adobe CS4. Um, because I wanted to not upgrade and and I'm at that point where I'm okay with paying for the stuff because I want to get into the cloud and like you said it's going to go either way as far as operating system and that's not going to hold me back anymore exactly exactly for, to, come, to come back to the Microsoft stuff for me one of the nostalgia of all of this is that it was how I got into programming um, I don't think I would have gotten into programming if it wasn't for the fact that it was a PC and so I have a lot of history as far as being able to code my own software of, I remember one of my first inappropriate uh, programs I ever created on purpose was I created an app to play Yahoo games and it would read the colors of the screen and checkers. And then I could go to college class and come back and Hey, I'm won about 80% of my games and my score looks so much better because my computer game played it for me. And that was my, that's my experience as far as computer programming. I really enjoy it. It got me into wanting to express the logical aspect of my life and really kind of set me up with where I'm at. Wow. Wow. Jeremy, you you make me feel like a fool. The first, the first, uh, my first programming, um, was I, I found an old copy of of Windows that had QBasic, you know, hid, hidden on it, and I did, you know, I did like the whole Hello World kind of thing where that was not my first application. Okay. I did not say that. That was my first um, <laughs> ill-advised application that um, was fun to me. Oh, it's funny what we're talking about. This I keep thinking of all the reasons why I I'm considering. Um, you know windows 10 and when it comes out and everything especially if it's as cool and awesome as as they're 
they're making it out to be, and it may be, you know, up to par to um, Mac. I know Shutter. Some people are probably gasping at that, but it's it, it could be. I'm not. I'm I'm not that. Uh, um, I'm not. I'm not a fanboy. What, what, what am I to do? Um, and, well, and they're going. They're going more towards the Apple route in the sense that they want to just have one operating system that they're going to constantly update and integrate. And that's they're moving more towards. Uh, we're going to own ourselves Windows, but we're going to adopt everything that's great about Apple. And I don't think that they've done that as far as a software company yet. I don't think that they. I think they've just tried to keep distinguished, but they're recognizing that there's a lot of good things about Apple. Um, that they could adopt into their philosophy and still be true to who they are. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and, when it, when it, when it comes to human beings, I think I'm, I'm impressed with a lot of what Bill Gates is doing. And, and when I, when I contrast that to a lot of the, the stories you hear about Steve jobs, I know he, you know, has great things quotes when it comes to being an entrepreneur and these kind of things. But as far as what they've done with their wealth, I think there is a definite contrast. And so that, that kind of impresses me a little bit as well. Not to mention the fact that, um, um, that, you know, what was in the news not too long ago, Apple had record profits. So clearly somebody's really, really, I mean, I don't know. It just feels like, you know, do I want to contribute to a company that's having record profits? I mean, are they overcharging people? What's going on? You know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel a little... They're overcharging. They're also underpaying their supply line. But, you know, but see, Microsoft can escape that charge because they don't build anything. Exactly. Well, that's true. That's true. I'm just saying. I'll say this. For me, the biggest draw that Windows has is their backwards compatibility. And I searched for 20 minutes and I can't find it. But there's a video out there. This guy... um, Starts with DOS, creates a file in DOS, and then upgrades that same machine all the way through, I think, either Vista or Windows 7, and the file still works. And he tests it in every version of it. You know, he opens it every version and tests it. And that's the power of Windows. But going forward, they've 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 attested and they're being they're being kind of taken to task the fact that they're abandoning a lot of that backwards compatibility. So to me, the biggest draw they had, they're 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 slowly giving away uh, in favor of going, um, you know, the more the Apple route, which is fine, but I just don't, I don't think they're going to have the success Apple had because designing one OS for all of your platforms is a great idea. If you control the hardware of those platforms, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of this remains to be seen. Like I said, I'm, I'm saying this with, with full conjecture and uh, of what Windows 10 will be like. But the, the fact of the matter is, is I'm definitely con, uh, considering it. And I think that everybody should be a little bit – I think everybody should be like me. Now, that's not what I mean. What I mean is I think it's good to have an open mind when you, when you look at these things. So you make wise tech choices, whether you're making them for yourself personally and being a good steward of your – your own resources, or if you're buying a machine for your church or your media ministry, you know, um, and, and of course, a lot of that has to, a lot of things come to play. How much have you invested in Apple gear or how much have you invested in PC gear? Some of it goes both ways. Some of it's only for that ecosystem. So there's a lot of things to take in, take into consideration. And, um, you know, depending on, on how it performs, you know, maybe I'll make the switch. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Here's, here's what I'm hearing Jeremy say. Jeremy is saying, after spending hours talking to people and working through their internal problems, I want to come home and spend hours working working through Windows machines internal problems. No, no, no. It's uh, I don't spend hours working on other people's machines. I tell my mom, well, I'll call Best Buy. No, no, I'm no. Like, I mean, I like, your, your own, like your own machine, your own machine. You're going to come home. I, I, the way I hear you say is, I, I want to come I'm, home. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I do want to come home. I, 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 
do want to come home and work on my own machine if, it, if it's something that needs to be addressed. But I also don't have the burnout of helping other people with their machines. And also, I know what I'm doing. And so I, I've built my own computer several times. And 99% of the time, I come home and everything's fine. And if I come home and it's not fine, I typically have a backup that I can do whatever I need to do. And everything's right. okay. And it's not... It's not uh, Armageddon. When I ran a PC, I wasn't running into that problem all the time. Quite frankly, PC, um, I'm using that too generic, I know. Uh, My experience from Windows and Apple, um, as far as having quote-unquote problems, I mean, I just, it's equal. It's equal. See, I've I've had no problems with my my Macs, and I had two drive failures on my last PC. Uh, And on a PC, there's no one to support to help you. With the Apple, at least I can go there and they can, I mean, if they charge me, they charge me. But with PC, you are on your own. And I just... Yeah. You know what, the, you know what this, this whole thing reminds me of um, is, is uh, website hosting. I, I saw someone did a, a graphic recently and they had WordPress-centric hosting. Or maybe it wasn't just WordPress or it had to do with WordPress. WordPress or regular. Anyway, it was WordPress hosting and it was five different five different um companies that did it and he had he had two he had up you know he had up and down for one like ease of use and the other one was uh scalability i i forget the exact coordinates all right but then he had overlay of of where each each hosting company excelled at so if you really wanted like strong development tools you needed to use this host and if you wanted kind of an average of all of them you use this host and if you wanted just real ease of usability you use this host and that's what i really think that this is i think that 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 um that applications especially the more web-based they, they become or applications that are cross-platform okay that that that's what kind of the windows pc thing really needs to come down to when you're making these decisions is you know what fits you best on that on that metric you know mm-hmm. that's true i think if if this new uh, browser they're coming out with uh, the spartan browser is as good as they make it sound that's going to give windows a real real up because safari's terrible mhm yeah but, use, i use it for screenshots does that matter much in the world of chrome no, it doesn't. No, well, it doesn't. no, but at the same time, like if Spartan's that good, that is a selling point. That their native browser is fantastic. You know, like, well, I, I think that'll say more about them as a company now. In well, general. yeah, that's true too. I don't know if I would ever buy a computer because of their browser. No, no I, I, I wouldn't either. But like, like, like what Eric says, it's, it gives you. But we still a, love you. It's a window of like what they're like. They're like they're clearly have got an eye to the cloud and to the internet. You know that that's what the future software is. And if their browser is that good, then clearly they're 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 up on up in their game in the right areas. Did uh-huh. Did you just say that that? The browser would be a window. I did to window. I, I see what you did there. A pun unintended, but clearly my subconscious is just that good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any any final thoughts, guys? I don't. We didn't have a lot of fun. Apparently, we were all very passionate about this subject. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this: I will never buy another Windows machine. We get no, your better, Phil, and we're sorry. I just, I, I'm so burnt out from tech. I have done tech support for Windows like professionally since 2006, but I was mm-hmm. so burnt out from three and a half years of just n- messing with that garbage. I'll never buy one of their machines again. I will say that when I jump back into a Windows machine, like running XP Vista Windows 7, and I start messing around, 
I mean, maybe it's because none of the hotkeys work or little things like when you have the, the cursor over a window, whether or not the, sh- the scroll works or not. Just little nuances that you, you get accustomed to with having a Mac. I don't know if it's that or if it's just like the butt ugliness of having so many th- different words and junk that you can click that are just like cluttering the screen. I don't know what it is, but it's a little bit painful. I admit it. It's painful. So, you know, like I said, I'm going to have to try Windows 10 before I would actually make the jump. That's for sure. Maybe that doesn't matter to you, Jeremy. I don't know. No, I don't. It really doesn't matter. No. You know, I, I read I read uh, the the um, the Basecamp guy, the 37 Signals. Um, I, I've I've I can't think of his name now. Dang it. Um, in any event, he wrote a post about moving to. Um, a Linux-based or Ubuntu system, and he said that he just was really honest with himself, and he thought everything I do is in in Chrome, like everything, everything I open, everything I do, every it, it's all right there. Every, all the apps that I use are, are you know are multi-platform. Why, why am I why am I paying for all this money for a Mac? Why am I paying for all this money for um, a PC when I can you know kind of get this kind of you know exactly what I want for a machine and not have to spend nearly as much money? So no, that's a good point. Actually, I I have always wanted to build my own PC and I actually tried when my last PC died. I thought, well, hey, it's going to die anyway. I might as well go ahead and play around the Ubuntu, but uh, I couldn't get it's just couldn't get it to work. You have you have to do a. Uh, do some do some posts when you when you build that Jeremy. Not necessarily a how to because not everyone was going to build Jeremy's awesome machine, you know. But it, you know, I'm sure you're going to learn some stuff that would be pretty cool. Actually, I want to do an article where I say uh, if you had fifty or twelve thousand dollars, or not sorry, not twelve thousand dollars. That'd be awesome if you had twelve hundred dollars and then four hundred dollars in two months. What would you do? How would you build your machine? And then how would you upgrade it afterwards? And it's a kind of a cool thing of, um, I don't think that most people would look at doing PCs that way, where it would have to be kind of an incremental step. Um, but it, it would be an interesting experiment just to see what people say. How would they build their PC if they made it that interesting. way? Interesting. If I had $12,000, 1200 Phil. I know, but if I had $12,000, I just buy eight Macs. At <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, once. <laughs> You'd be set for life. Why so. not? You just, no, you just, you just buy them and then you just, uh, you know, if I had $12,000, Jeremy's giving me 12000 bucks tax-free. I'm just going to go buy some Macs and pass them out. Make it rain apples, baby. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that there's a good Dwight Schrute uh, response to that. If I had $12,000 to buy to build a computer, I would, and then just like this ridiculous. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, he said to buy a computer. If I had $12,000, Dwight Schrute, if I had $12,000, I have a down payment on my bunker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I did not get into the office. I don't know what your guys are talking about. Oh, it's Jeremy, okay. come it's on. Okay. That show is hilarious. My favorite quote from that show is Michael Scott. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid. Oh, my gosh. Uh, speaking of super, um, I think we've thoroughly concluded that Phil is indeed... Superman. Oh my goodness! I rolled my eyes so hard. Uh, How about you both be Shazam and you just don't know it, and you're sitting there complaining, almost like you're like, "No, you stop! No, you stop!" And I think I feel like that's really what's going on here. And then the real Superman shows up. <laughs> Boys, do I need to separate you two? I just don't know why Superman would go to the gym at four a.m. I'm just saying. But I digress. Jeremy, how's how's the Minecraft server coming? In your opinion? Well, we have a. 
iron auto farm, so everything is now iron instead of cobblestone. I'm happy. It's so epic. I, I just, I've, you know, I've seen videos of that stuff, but to actually log in and go look at the thing, and um, I, I, I've, I wish I would get a night. I need to go on late at night so I don't have any, any lag, so I can um, do some building of my own. So far, I've just done like touring where I go on for a few minutes and walk around in the daylight, so I don't die because because lag. Um, but it is really impressive, and to look at the overlay map of of how quickly that everything's growing, it's so cool. I don't, is this your first server experience? This is my yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm. Just just so impressed with with how like how living it is you know it, when it's your own world if you're gone for a week or a few days and you go back well it's the same because it's how you left it but in a server world no 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 Mm-mm. i've just given up on the idea of trying to keep up with the actual presentation video wise of everything that's going on because that's all i would do the whole time is just show off everything so right right <laughs> let it be have you given up on trying minecraft at this point or what man i haven't given up on it i'm just uh, i'm paying some bills right now and oh, then i'm gonna drop that. some money on uh, on the app and once i do uh watch out guys because i'm gonna be jumping in there and uh i'll be everything i'll be i'll be breaking all your crap <laughs> <laughs> I, guys I'm, here's what I'll do. I'm going to have to go in at a time we're all on. We, we should do this. It might not work for lag, but when I get the app, we should record a podcast as I'm trying to, as you're walking me through yeah, things. Yeah, we need to do that. These guys are really kind of like all in with this. And so I just can't imagine you going in there and be like, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. And they'll just be like, who let this down? What are well, we so doing? Like, it's not like he can well, arm himself. I, I, could, I could always jump in the server and then jump out again to go practice. Oh, that's own. true. But but I mean, it's not like he's going to have he's going to have access. To, well, I suppose if he's getting chased by a creeper and he's like, oh, there's a nice house. Let me go hide in there. Oh, I forgot to. <laughs> yeah, we can get in the spawn area. I forgot to close the door. (laughs) How do you close doors? Oh, Phil, you have so much to learn. In fact, are there even doors? Because so far, I've not seen any doors when I go in there. Well, there are doors. Phil, yes. Okay. Phil, you have to you have to cut down a tree, turn it into um, uh, plywood. Is it planks? Yeah, planks. Yeah. and then build a door. I've chopped down numerous trees. How do you turn them into planks? Well, you do need to create a crowd. Oh, Phil, Phil. I would say just go watch YouTube. You'll figure. Yeah, it out. Yeah, go watch watch some YouTube. Play play on your own for a little bit, just just so that you don't, you know. Break something. I don't know. <laughs> Are you embarrassed of me? <laughs> no, Phil. No, never. We're never embarrassed of you. Not I even on Wednesdays. Computers. I don't know how to play Minecraft. I think you don't want me in your server, so I'll embarrass you in front of your cool Minecraft friends. <laughs> <laughs> untrue. Categorically Who untrue. Who on here? I, I don't even know. I have no idea. I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah. He must have hacked us. Eric fixed he, the white list again. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, isn't he isn't he a church mech staff writer? No, I, I doubt it. I doubt they would let somebody <laughs> We would never do that to you, Phil. At least No, no, no never no never never do that at all. No. On the podcast maybe, but not no. <laughs> Uh, I, I just see me getting in there and I'm walking around screwing crap up and, and Eric's like, Jeremy, just do it and Jeremy turns around and just kills me. <laughs> but then if you if you're building at spawn then you just show up ten seconds later. Yeah, but that ten seconds gives you time to fix stuff I broke, so there you go. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, that That's that. might not be true. I I'll, I'll log into the Minecraft server and just, just kick kick you out and unwhitelist you. <laughs> yeah. Eric, it's not working. I don't know, Phil. Maybe it's your connection. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. 
Well, we'll see. Maybe we'll after see, you've fellas. played a few weeks, you could try again. <laughs> Welcome to the end of this Church Mag podcast. If you have a comment, question, or a suggestion for an upcoming episode, write me an email, eric at churchmag, that's E-R-I-C at churchm.ag. If you're curious about Church Mag Minecraft, simply look under Church Mag's main menu under More. Until next week. Uh, the last couple episodes, I forgot to do the little introduction thing. I mean, I introduce who everyone is at the beginning of the podcast, but there's no way to know distinctly, like, whose voice is who. Like, everyone knows my voice because I, I'm introducing and I say I'm Eric Dye, but then there's it's not always clear, like, who's the Phil and who's the Jeremy. Phil's the funny one and Jeremy's the... I'm not awake one. Okay, well, and yeah, I guess I could do. What, Jer- Jeremy's the one who cares about all the feels, uh, and Phil's the one who's Phil's the one who cracks the jokes to hide the inner pain. <laughs> wow, and that's a great intro. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on Buzzsprout.com. Hi, I gave you my number. I thought you'd give me a call. Bye.